Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. <clears throat> Where are you today? I am on the uh, Gulf Coast of Alabama. I'm in Bonita Springs, Florida. Oh, nice. And, uh, <coughs> it's I'm like where's Waldo here? Yes, right? I'm alone. I'll be back in New Jersey uh, pretty much for the summer uh, on Wednesday. So. Nice. But I want to tell you something. Sometimes I love what I do. Sometimes I hate what I do. But overall, I love what I do. I'm going to tell you a quick story. So I'm in Naples, and I go to the cable TV place, Xfinity Wi-Fi or whatever the hell it is. And I see, oh, there's a Trader Joe next door. So now let me go in and grab a few things. They have some good produce and everything. And I'm in there. I'm wearing normal street clothes. And a woman, maybe mid-50s, comes up to me grabs my shoulder and says, Anthony, gun for hire, right? Oh, fuck me. I, I said, <laughs> yes. She says, let me tell you, you might not remember me. Seven years ago, I emailed you. I'm from Long Island. My name is Erica Goldenberg. And uh, I have a special needs son who has autism. He's a teenager, and he wanted to I shoot a real gun. I remember this. Yes. And she, she said, I emailed you and said, I have a special needs son who has autism and he wants to shoot a gun, but he's very sensitive to noises and sounds and everything. She goes, and in 30 seconds later, you email me back with the dates and times that I could bring my son before the range opened in the morning and you would have him shoot a twenty two rifle with one of your range officers and me present. She says, you made my son's effing life. Wow. She says, you changed his life she says ever since then a light went off on him we moved to florida a few years later she goes we belong to the local range down here he goes down and shoots a 22 rifle on the slow days or whatever when it's not too noisy she goes but you just you were an incredible person i just want you to know. i said well i i don't remember i didn't remember your name but i do remember uh when when we did that and uh i just think that's the thank you so much for acknowledging and it makes uh my day a lot easier for me and then she sent me a message uh through instagram she's like seeing you in trader joe's years later shows that we never forgot such an iconic person who made such an impact on my child wow that makes it all worthwhile <clears throat> all the freaking yeah. aggravation in the day now i'm going to tell you something right now all i did was respond to the email my staff took care of everything from yeah. that point on you know, and uh, they handled it. I wasn't uh, there in the morning when he first came in. I came in later on. We gave him a shirt and everything. And, you know, but, uh, yeah, that truly, truly makes makes my day. And, you know, I say it all the time. Gun people are the best people. And, uh, you know, changing that kid's life and his mother 1,200 miles away, you know, grabbing me by the <laughs> shoulder at Trader Joe's. <laughs> Uh, you know, it put a, it put a little spring in my step that day. I didn't feel like punching people when I was walking down the street, which is which is nice, <laughs> which is rare, which is very rare because I'm a little jaded. I get a little beat up. Uh, you know, we're under constant attack. Yeah. I'm under constant attack. I will tell you now that uh, Tracy and I have a little place down here in Bonita National, 
and uh, it's completely different. I tell people what I do for a living, and everybody has a gun story, and everybody <laughs> talks about their guns and everything. Where where I live uh, in Four Seasons, Great Notch, the level of hate and animosity. Yeah, you are the local pariah. By about 95% yeah. of the people there. Yeah. The ignorance. You know, we live in such a beautiful community, and it's filled with such ugly people, yeah. Sandy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a shame. Some of them. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame. So it was nice. And uh, let's talk about ugly people here. I want to read. Chris Christie? No, close. Uh, <laughs> who, Governor Jelly Donut? Hey, listen, he's building his brand. He's going to build his war chest. Maybe he'll get a cabinet position or an ambassadorship or something. You know, God bless him. You know what? I will say Trump attacked him. They put out a spoof video of him at a buffet. And... Uh, Chris Christie, I tell you, it's going to be entertaining on the trail because he snapped back at the Trump people and he tweeted, he goes, I admit I've struggled with my weight for the past 20 years, but I've never struggled with my character. Pretty good, right? Yeah, but he doesn't have a character. He's an asshole. <laughs> but I just like the way, he, I like the way he snapped back though. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be fun. Oh, no, it's absolutely yeah. going to be fun. The, the more the merrier. Sure. Everybody jumped in. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about the Trump indictments or anything. Now we're full banana republic. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, Let's pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that's what so, yeah, if you don't belong to anjrpc.org, you should belong. Yeah. You would get the newsletter. Comes out every other month. Uh, you know, we're an affiliate of the NRA. We're the official state NRA affiliate. Uh, so Scott Bach wrote a, a memo to Governor Murphy. And, you know, I read one of these a few months ago. You know, he's on fire, Scott. He's pissed off. He's on fire because he knows all it's of these fun lawsuits. to watch him get aggravated. Yeah. All of these lawsuits the state is launching is just frivolous and trying to wear us down and get their little pound of flesh and make us spend money. So this is from Scott Bach, uh, executive director from ANJRPC, NRA board member. Memo to Governor Murphy. You are supposed to be a public servant, not the public's master. Yet your actions towards honest gun owners reveal you think otherwise. But the U.S. Constitution isn't optional for you. Its limits and, and, and restrain, it limits and restrains you, sorry. Even if you have the hubris to believe that your own personal preferences should replace the divinely inspired wisdom of the founding fathers. Damn. You are not the people's overlord. You have been given the public trust and you have betrayed that trust. You have actively tried to destroy a fundamental civil right explicitly protected in our Constitution, therefore abusing your power as a public servant. You are neither smarter than the Founding Fathers nor exempt from the limits they imposed on you. I'm not done. And now your own arrogance boomerangs back on you. When the Supreme Court ruled last June, that should have signaled to you that it was time for honest self-examination and deep introspection about the course you have been following and why you have been following it. Instead, you, in, you, you reacted irrationally with reflexive adolescent defiance and refusal to accept reality. And now you are beginning to reap the consequences of your chosen course. As the first of many humiliating legal defeats reveals you as a petty tyrant instead of a wise and resilient governor. Every leader makes mistakes. The wise ones admit their mistakes and learn from them. 
Fools continue to shake angry, defiant fists as a tidal wave of justice overwhelms them and leaves them utterly humiliated when the waters recede. You have two choices from here, Governor. You can continue your temper tantrum against freedom and continue to drown in embarrassing defeat as you are swamped by a legal tide that cannot be stopped. Or you can honestly and soberly examine your past actions, see the writing on the wall, and make the needed course correction to align with reality and righteousness. Only one of these choices demonstrates the qualities necessary to earn the higher national office to which you aspire. Whether you choose, know that nothing will stop honest gun owners from reestablishing their God-given liberties right under your nose. The Second Amendment freight train cannot be stopped and will overwhelm anyone who tries. It is your choice whether you continue to suffer humiliating public defeats meted out by your own constituents. Choose wisely. He's hot, huh? He's hot. I, I say it less eloquently, but Governor Freestuff is a jackass. He hates us. He prefers criminals and illegals over the law-abiding, tax-paying citizens who fund all of his liberal think tank experiments, obviously because he's backed by Goldman Sachs and Vanguard and BlackRock and uh, George Soros and Bloomberg, if I didn't say Bloomberg already. And, you know, he has aspirations that he's going to be president. Of course, he, him and Gavin Newsom haven't said uh, peep yet because uh, President Pudding Pop is still falling off stage and wandering around aimlessly and saying stupid stuff. But no one's supposed to notice that. We, we don't notice that. But Scott is exactly right. He says it much more eloquently than me, but there's a lot of tinge of anger in there. We have a dream team. From David Jensen to Dan Schmutter to the NRA to ANGRPC to CNJFO to NJ2AS to SAS to FPC to JPFO, the GOA, we have the teams. We have it out there. And I'm telling you right now, New Jersey and New York are poised to get the next big win. And uh, it's because we're out there first fighting because while everybody else was permanently moving, and I'm not going anywhere. My parents in New Jersey, my business is in New Jersey. Still the best pizza and bagels are in New Jersey. This is just a little vacation home that we got so we could come down and escape a little bit. And maybe I can get a, a couple of uh, ATF stamps and get some suppressed rifles and short barrel rifles and stuff like that, you know. Because everybody got to have a little enjoyment in their life. You know what I mean? Right. So remember we were talking, uh, by the way, Trevor Ferrigno, you owe me an email. Remember we were talking about we're going to hold the seminars on uh, speaking at yeah. your city and council meetings and stuff. Well, I still want to do that. And Trevor's, I know he's probably been busy, but he's going to reach out to me. Brad Hendricks, Trevor, any lawyers out there, anybody in political office, Gary Mastrangelo, everybody out there, please email info at Gun for Hire. I would like to set up a meeting uh, this July or August where we can all sit down and come up with something, preferably July, and we can start holding these little mini uh, seminars where people can learn how to speak uh, before their uh, elected masters, so to speak, and get stuff on record and get stuff done. We need a little of this civil disobedience and we need to put some light and sunshine and bleach on these... uh, skeevy public servants that are defying our rights all the time. So Mike Candido, 
who has been a corporate platinum member of Gun For Hire since the minute we unlocked the door. Him and his wife, uh, I think, they, Joyce, they, they walked in and they knocked me over when they came in the door and he signed up for a corporate membership for his company, which is uh, J. Moore Mechanical Services and uh, um, love him. He's always sending me great jewels. He's a political donor and, you know, he, he's on the board at St. Joseph's Hospital. Just a great overall guy. So he sends me an email, and he never calls me Anthony. He always calls me Ant, A-N-T, which I love. It's a, it's this thing we got. And uh, he says, Ant, I know you were talking about holding these classes, blah, 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 blah. He goes, I think your people might be interested in this. And this is a good one. So everybody get your pen out. The website is GardenStateInitiative.org. GardenStateInitiative.org. They are holding uh, can, candidate education forums. Anybody who's thinking about running for a political office, their first one is Tuesday, June 20th. It's a virtual event, so you could stay home and register for this. But it's for candidates, campaign managers, volunteers, and anyone with an interest in New Jersey's economic and political issues and state policy are welcome to attend this virtual event. And it's absolutely free, okay? Unity and activism is key. Mike, I love this, that you uh, that you found this, uh, because you probably belong to Garden State Initiative. And uh, so this is a precursor to what uh, Ferrigno and Brad Hendricks and everybody else, we're, we're gonna get rolling, okay? Gary Mastrangelo is gonna be a part of it, my operations manager. So uh, I think this is a great thing. So mark that down. It's GardenStateInitiative.org. Click on events and you'll get to it. Um, and you'll see that they have this new, a primer in New Jersey economic issues. Bravo. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm a little too old for that. I go to a meeting. It automatically turns toxic. So <laughs> uh, I, I have to be careful. Uh, here's a good one. And this ties right into what Scott Bach has been talking about. So we know we have, Dan is dealing with lawsuits on a multiple end with the restraining orders and everything with our carry case with Judge Bum, the Third Circuit, the state of New Jersey. And I saw a post by Jack Pyle and other people on New Jersey Firearms Syndicate, and I'm I'm pretty much confused. So um, I might have Dan on the show next week. I'm going to check his schedule so that maybe he can explain to us a little more. And uh, Jay Factor, I want to have you on the show in the next few weeks. Think about what you want to present. If you could take five minutes of your time away from fishing, or if you want, you can invite me fishing, and I'll bring remote equipment, and we can just tape the show from the boat while you and your three sons bait the hook for me and reel it in, and then just let me hold it uh, while you take a picture. As long as you don't touch the fish. Well, I put gloves on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of like my fish wrapped in rice. Yeah, that's better. Or grilled yeah. or pan fried or breaded, whatever. But anyway, uh, so think about that. But I'm going to try to have Dan on to make people understand. Because remember, we still have bump stock buzzing around. We still have others bumping around, even though we got the restraining order, as long as you're a member of FPC. Uh, we still have uh, the, the mag case. We still have the assault weapons uh, case, you know, the evil features. There is a lot going on. Now, people email me weekly. Why, we should sue for this. When are we going to sue for national reciprocity? Guys, guys, if you look at, you know, the one way to lose a war is to fight too many fronts at once. 
Would you agree, Sandy? Absolutely. That's how we, Rome fell. Yes, we cannot fight too many fronts at once. We have to maintain focus here. Dan, Andrew, RPC, FPC, Mark Cheeseman, everybody is on. You know, we have the mag case. We have the assault case, uh, assault weapon, evil features going on. You know, bump stocks rolling out. That's We don't have anything to do with that or the, or the others, the pistol braces. But still, let's let's get over the hump here now. July 1st is the deadline is coming up July 1st where we're supposed to have training from the state of New Jersey. They have to come up with some kind of training. Now, the state can go two ways on this. Now, I've talked to our lobbyist in Trenton. No one's reached out to our side about the training, which means they're going to be designing it their way, right? With no input from, from the gun like industry. Always. Always. But here's the deal. Reading Scott's uh, intro there, if you would look at all the losses and everything, and they know we're going to file a lawsuit, if they were marginally intelligent with a room temperature or above IQ, they would say, let's basically leave training the way it is so that we can continue to have the training the way it is and not spend the state's money and not end up in court because the gun lobby is going to file an appeal immediately. You know that's not going to happen, right? Right. They're going to hammer us with some kind of absorbent training, and we're going to file an appeal the same day. Dan Schmutter, that's another reason why I haven't been bothering Dan Schmutter so much with strike force or anything, because he's focusing on all this other stuff. Three major cases, right? So we'll see what happens by July 1st. But I haven't heard peep from anybody at the state police, the AG's office, our lobbyists down in Trenton, politicians, no one knows what's going on. And let's face it, the clock is ticking. We have the 19 days left mm. before they issue it. And we're getting hammered with emails and uh, calls from people. They want to know what the new training is. And I tell them it's the same as the insurance mandate. Right. There, we don't have insurance now, but we don't need insurance, murder insurance. But we don't know what the training is going to be. It's the, the clock is ticking here, so we're working on it. Meanwhile, our state is focusing on more important issues. They're still arguing back and forth. They're trying to shut people like me down, gun manufacturers, gun sellers, uh, under, using public nuisance statutes, okay, wow. that would allow the attorney general to hold people in the gun industry accountable for gun violence. How about holding the criminals for a change? Could you imagine if they held the criminals? Yeah. But then that would mean that, Common sense. that we're not the third tier anymore. Right. Okay, all they're trying to do is blame law-abiding manufacturers, distributors, and retailers for the actions of criminals. Right, right. So this is the same old song. So I, that's why, I, in my heart of hearts, I know that New Jersey will just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again to just try to take our Second Amendment rights away. It's not about making people safer. I want to tell you something. Us pro-gun people care more about victims of gun violence than they do because to them, when there's victims of gun violence, they dance in the blood and use it as an excuse to take the civil rights away of law-abiding citizens. They create the problem by their actions and then they try to solve the problem that they created with draconian measures, which is typical of every government move. Government is out of control. It is broken beyond the ability for us to fix it in a normal way. 
The only way to fix it, many people have said, is to convene a continent, a, a, a you know, a, a, a con con, and and an act of you know the Article Five, and now Governor Newsom tipped his hand. Uh, and is showing that they are going to use that, they're going to circumvent that and use that to repeal the Second Amendment. So, yeah, you know that's not going to happen. No. But well, it, it shouldn't. 20, Who the knows? The 28th Amendment? Yeah, he wants to create the 28th Amendment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and again, you know, we are broke as a country. I mean, seriously broken as a country and broke financially. We've lost in the past two weeks. India has said that they are no longer going to use the dollar. Uh, They're going to trade for oil in their currency. Uh, Africa countries have said basically the same thing. The Middle East is just turning against uh, America, turning toward Russia and China. Um, And the entire world, once we are, we're no longer hinged on gold. And people need to understand that. That's that's stopped. We are no longer hinged on gold or silver. And we were the the only reason the dollar was being propped up and we could print money with wild abandon uh, was because everyone has to trade on the dollar to buy and sell oil. Correct. And now that is gone. And overnight, you're looking at the overnight collapse of the dollar to the point that every penny you have will become useless. And that's exactly what the World Economic Forum has been after for a very long time. This is a big play. You have to take a really step step for far back and look at everything that has happened in the past, oh, let's just say five years or so, including um, the release of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And our re- our absolute complete failure uh, of governments around the world, beginning with the UK, uh, and then cascading around the world, for the exception of Sweden, who did it right, uh, of what the response was to it. The lockdowns uh, that have proven now, finally have proven, uh, with, with some of the biggest mega studies in the world, that uh, the lockdowns had negligible effect, something we knew in 1918, but uh, failed to recognize again for whatever reason this time. Um, that they, and again, I am speaking, you can, I am speaking purely of published um, scientific papers. So we don't get wiped off the air for good. Because uh-huh. uh, for the past three years, I couldn't open my mouth about what truth really was. Otherwise, we'd lose the show. Um, but yeah, we're starting to see that all come together, whether it's economic or whether it's health or whatever. Many things change boundaries and currencies and whatever. One of them is pandemics. Uh, war, war is another thing that changes. So why are the warmongers still at it? And the only thing stopping us from complete disaster and and abject servitude mm. is the Second Amendment. They need to remove it. it. Yeah. 
That's why they're after it so bad. But we've been saying this forever, and we're preaching to the proverbial choir, and the people we need to, to wake up are not waking up. I mean, we, need to, we, we need to be the voice now of each other, and each of us, each one reach one, like we say all the time. Go out and have these discussions with your friends at, your, at barbecues and whatnots and gatherings, and have these discussions, and do it in the form of a question. Gee, what do you think is going on with such and such? It's hard, Sandy. I know it's, it's hard, hard to get we, people been... woken up. The mainstream media, the politicians, the school systems. I mean, it's, it's you know they're so much better at what they do. They don't stop. Uh, they never stop. They we're we're idiots. I, I said to, uh, to my wife the other day, you know, because living in two red states in the past uh, year you find something very interesting is that that you don't find in a blue state. Um, there are many, just because here in Alabama or in, uh, I was in South Carolina before this, um, and South Carolina is pr- a predominantly red state, um, North Carolina not so much, it's a swing state now, and Alabama, a very deep red state in the deep south. And just because somebody has an R after their name does not mean they're a Republican who governs mm-hmm. conservatively. The left is very, very astute at running for office as something that can be elected, which is not happening ever in blue states. I mean, the smart thing to do in New Jersey would be for a conservative Republican to run as a Democrat, get elected, and govern as a conservative. And if you have as many of them, many people doing that, which is why we say run for dog catcher, run under whatever freaking party you need to run under and govern the way your conscience and the way, um, uh, I don't know. Guide you? Yeah. But I, I, I guess... I guess I'm just trying to say we need to take it back the way they've been taking it back. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. You know, you talk about the pendulum swinging. I'm waiting for it to swing. Listen well, it's to it hasn't finished yet. I mean, it, it's but you're, you're starting to see it, right? I mean, we've been talking about this for for new listeners. You need to go back, right? Um, that every 80 years, the pendulum swing, pendulum swings from the we generation to the me generation. Mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. now, we are at the close to the zenith of the we generation, and that's where individuality does not matter anymore. And you see it by the fractionated groups. Everybody, I mean, how many genders now have to have different groups? It's all about groups and groups of people. Tribalism. Tribalism at, at its highest. And it's, it's getting to a fevered pitch right now. And now is when you need to start to look at, and maybe you are one of them, one of the heroes who will come from the next generation and say enough is enough and go back to the rugged individualism that built this country. Mm. And, here, and here. it'll take 80 years. We won't see it. <clears throat> no. Most of us right, who are listening to the show will not see it. It'll be our grandkids. Yep. You know, um, there was a huge win again and about a federal appeals court but the way the media portrayed it is that a judge allows felons to have own firearms. And the man that won the right um, to get his firearms back was from Pennsylvania. And it was the uh, Third Circuit, I believe. Maybe not. I'll check in a second. But uh, 
he lied on a food stamp ap application years ago. And then, uh, yeah, Third Circuit Court of Appeals on Tuesday. He lied, and there was an 11-4 majority, okay, that included two Biden and Obama and a Clinton appointee uh, in the Range versus AG, same makeup. So it's, it's in interesting. This is the Range case. And uh, so he can... Uh, he can get his gun rights back and you know but the media portrayed it like felons but we're talking about non-violent felons we're yeah. not talking about domestic dispute uh, domestic abuse serial killers Ser <laughs> we're not talking about that we're, yeah. we're talking about a non-violent felon there's plenty of non people that commit felonies and <clears throat> maybe me uh, that uh, you know had stuff done and uh, they got their act cleaned up you know you look at somebody that they did something in their 20s and now they're 45 years old and it can, it's going to hurt them for the rest of your life you know he pled guilty he paid the fines he did the restitution and everything and now he just you know he wants to uh, you know have a gun so but being nonviolent and not involving the use of a firearm would not have historically resulted in a lifetime ban on gun possession following the Bruin doctrine right, right off of that right. so and uh, you know, I just think that's a that was a great decision. And this is another warning for New Jersey. Scott Bach is right. This is the Third Circuit, and you know they they know that the Supreme Court is watching them closely than they've ever watched them before on the Second Amendment issue. Yeah, because we still have the same makeup of the Supreme Court, and they have cases on their lap right now. So it's going to be interesting. Meanwhile, back in New Jersey, what do we have? And I can't fully blame the judge for this. But I want to say stop, stop judging the, start judging the judges. But remember, we have bail reform in New Jersey, and judges, their guidelines have changed. Gu judges like New Jersey and New York, they're they're not judges anymore. They have to look and see what the guidelines are. They can't use their judicial discretion anymore. <clears throat> Young kid gets arrested on gun charges, got a rap sheet a mile and a half long. He gets arrested carrying a gun again. Gang member. Judge releases him from prison, and he goes out and kills a 22-year-old kid who, who might have been another gang member. I don't know the full results on it, but but again, so this is the result of our revolving door catch and release criminal justice system, right? So we 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 the police go through the effort of getting a gun and a bad man off the street, and what happens? What happens? Yeah. Okay. We get. The effing judge and the politicians watered down the criminal justice system. He gets released and he kills another 22-year-old person. Now he's in prison and he's probably not going to get bail. Probably not going to get bail. Probably not going to get bail. Okay? Diane Pruitt, founder, Guiding Reigns Equine Assisted Therapy for Veterans, First Responders, and Their Families fight or flight and that's where a lot of our veterans identify they're in that hypervigilant fight or flight mode at all times and so when we're doing an activity we do a lot of discussion about pressure a lot of them don't like applying pressure well not all pressure is bad one of the little things that have come up is trying to get the horse to do an activity and they're like well I don't you know I don't want to hurt him when you know you're not going to hurt him just go for it and and then the aha moment is, is when they would complete an activity or a task, is then we'd say, does your horse look upset or pissed off with you? And they're like, no. And they're like, there you go. 
you are saying you can't be in my face in my pocket right now. I need you to do a job. And the big thing is setting boundaries. For example, I had one participant, and this horse would not leave her alone. He was biting at her, you know, shirt, even her pants leg. He was going for her shoelaces. And finally, I, st- I said, um, "Are you okay with that?" She said, "I am." I said, "Okay." And you'd see her. She kept trying to listen to my instruction, and she kept kind of. Would you stop it? You know, just... And finally, I said, what's going on here? And she's like, he's just aggravating me, and he's all over me and in my space and won't stop. And I said, um, does that go on in your everyday life? And she looked at me like I had hit her in between the eyes. And she just paused and said, oh, my goodness, I do. I said, do you let people walk all over you? She said, yes, I do. And it was the whole, she doesn't set boundaries. She would just, she just lets people of work, kids come at her, come at her, come at her until she just was at a breaking point. And it's those little aha moments that she literally turned and looked at that horse like, you're totally being what's in my life. And I said, now just take a moment and set your boundaries with that horse and let's come back. And literally that horse stood next to her and all but about fell asleep, never bothered her ever again. So it's those little tiny, just to get folks to identify, versus us sitting there going, you have this problem and this is what you need to do to fix it. We don't address it that way. We let them address the problem. The horse will bring up the problem and address the problem with them. You can keep this life-changing and vital program alive for veterans, first responders, and their caregivers. Won't you please help? 100% of your one-time or reoccurring tax-deductible contribution goes directly to transforming the life of a deserving, disabled brother or sister in arms. Let's not turn our backs on those who have given themselves to preserving our liberty and rescuing us from harm. Please join me and the scores of other veterans and first responders who are stepping up to help our fallen brothers and sisters. Go to guidingrains.org see what they're accomplishing, and consider helping us save this program from extinction because if it disappears, so does hope for so many families just like yours. GuidingRains.org G-U-I-D-I-N-G-R-E-I-N-S dot O-R-G Gun for Hire Radio is brought to you by Marty's V-Burger. Voted best house-made burger by Vegan News Magazine. Go to martysvburger.com and don't forget to mention Gun for Hire for 20% off. Once you realize they hate us, it all makes sense. If you live in New Jersey, you better have U.S. Law Shield. If you live in New York, you better have NY. T-A-C-D-E-F-E-N-S-E dot com. New York Tax Defense or uh, U.S. Law Shield. Use gun for hire, one word, code word. NY Tax Defense, you get a 10% discount. Make sure you use the codes. Jason Quick, email me. What's better insurance, USCCA or U.S. Law Shield? Well, USCCA is not legal in New Jersey right now, so it would be U.S. Law Shield. Okay, so they're the only ones because it's not gun insurance. It's a legal defense fund. Make sure you're covered, especially now. You don't want to end up in a jam. 
If you get a chance, go down to Aberdeen Guns in Monmouth County. Ask for John or say hello to Vin. Vin Mal, he's always there. You can pick up a copy of Crime Proof, and you can pick up a copy of Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino. The Support Those Who Support You site, Sandy, standstrong.biz. Yes. Every day we're getting more people registering for standstrong.biz. Every Sunday, Matt and Phoebe are sending an e support those who support you email out showcasing three of the 400 businesses. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, it's phenomenal. Last week, we did Anytime Fitness in Cliffside Park. We did 900 Degrees Pizza in Montville. And we did Marty's V-Burger in New York City. All right, Marty. So we showcased them, and we had the link for StandStrong.biz. Everybody should get behind this. It's 2A friendly organizations. Don't spend your money on people that hate you. Speaking about people that hate me, my doctor, OptimalHealthWellnessNJ.com. I break his ball so bad. OptimalHealthWellnessNJ.com. NJ.com, Dr. Joe Sampatero. The future of medicine is in concierge medicine, ladies and gentlemen. Just had a customer the other day come in and tell me he was so pissed off with his uh, medical plan. He called Dr. Joe up, got hooked up, no more off office visits or anything else like that, waiting in line or, sorry, we don't have an opening. And here's the other thing with concierge medicine. You're talking directly to the doctor, right? Right. Tracy calls up Dr. Joe. I need a dermatologist my old dermatologist they don't have an appointment for three months 15 minutes later joe dr joe text her back call olivia at this doctor's office tell him dr joe sent you spoke to the doctor already ah we could see it tomorrow <laughs> so this is what happens when you go direct to the source yes that's right so it's the future of medicine. He'll never have more than 250 clients as opposed to 25,000 clients. Well, it's 2,500. 2,500 patients normally. Yeah. 2,500 patients, which means if you're in the New York metropolitan area, you probably need 4,000 to survive, right? No, Sandy? easily, yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club, obviously in Carteret, L-A-K-E-I-S.org, looking for kids 12 to 18 years old for their programs in small bore and rifle competition. If you're in Scotch Plains, go find your Zen at Zen Float Center and tell hello to Sharon Decker for me. Uh, okay, the North Jersey chapter Friends of the NRA fundraiser is coming up at Biagio's in Paramus on October 5th. Go to friendsofthenra.org, look up events, sign up for it. I will be the speaker. We will be the FFL. We will be donating stuff at Gun for Hire. Steve Churchill's kicking ass. This should be a lot of fun. And you're running out of time. July 29th, the mansion on Main Street is uh, hosting the CNJFO slash DC Project New Jersey fundraiser. My man Kevin Porchter just stepped up uh, also from the Village Green Restaurant in Ridgewood. He's making donations. He's on the StandStrong.biz, Gun for Hire, family member, alumni. I love gun people sometimes. I really do. Check out the fundraiser. Go to the CNJFO page or the project uh, DC project page. Uh, Bill Spadia will be speaking. Brian Bergen will be speaking. And uh, I believe Jay Factor. Yeah, Jay Factor will be speaking too. If he has time to step off of his boat for a couple of minutes, <laughs> Jay Factor may swing by and um, let you know what's going on. Yeah, it's uh, summertime. The, the, the blues are running or whatever. Yeah, God bless him. Him and his boys seem to be having a great time. Life yeah. is short. Enjoy the shit sure out of the Jay because you, you just, you know, you've spent a lot of damn time in the 2A fight. You know, NJ2A News 
are, are great. They're getting more and more content and everything. And they tweet it regarding the state of New Jersey appeal in regards to the PI issued by Judge Bum. The Third Circuit has granted a motion to expedite. Again, Dan's going to come on and he's going to go over all of this. But uh, um, lawyer Kai got her pee pee whacked a little bit because she had uh, she had some paperwork she failed to submit or she didn't double space it or something like that and uh, she got she got a little slapped around a little bit and that that happens you, you know what I mean sometimes sometimes uh, it happens but you know I'm so concerned about all this grooming and stuff that's going on with the kids Sandy you, you know yeah uh, I basically I'm looking at it now is what they're doing is what what we're seeing more and more of is uh, and again the gay community do whatever you want everybody deserves to be happy but this whole thing where we have to get kids involved you know it just seems like it's men with fetishes that want to be exposed around young kids yeah and in my day that was not tolerable like you said we're normalizing it right yeah yeah, I uh, I don't really have much more to say about that. But uh, do me a favor, guys and girls out there. You have kids, you watch them closely. Don't trust them with any adults that you don't have, you know, firsthand knowledge of. And uh, be careful with their teachers and everything. Take the time to talk to your kids and find out what they're learning and what they're doing and what's going on because there's a lot of devils out there. And uh, this is this is just a horrible situation that we're in, you know. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and you know, you hear me talking all the time about Goldman Sachs and, and Vanguard and BlackRock and, you know, all of these evil companies now of what they're doing. There's a video going viral with Larry Fink from BlackRock, who I'd like to knock his glasses right off of his pudgy face. But in the video, he talks about how it's their job and their, their company's worth like $4 trillion in investments and stuff. And he talks about how it's their job to force behaviors on their employees and the country. ESG. Yes. ESG, DEI. That's yeah. why Coke went woke and yep. Target. And yep. you see all of it going on. All right. And basically they're forcing behavior on us. Like, And they call us Nazis. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious, right? That's, you know. And, and it's and, always uh, been, we've always said that no matter what they're calling you is what they're doing. Yeah, self total projection, right? Yeah, oh, totally. total projection. You know, one of the few oligarchs that gets it, obviously, is, is Elon Musk, right? Yeah, right. and uh, mm -hmm. you know, I wonder what's going to happen to him. But you know, you see what they're doing to these companies. And Elon tweeted, "The problem is that the passive index funds outsourcing voting to shareholder self services companies, which are controlled by activists." who act in a manner contrary to the interest of the shareholders. Mm -hmm. This is probably the biggest class action opportunity in the history of the world. Yeah, absolutely. What he says is also parallel to we vote people in office and they do the exact opposite. Yes. Okay, we have people managing money in corporations that do not do what we want. They do what they want. They live in a bubble. And because then they are we the... reward them by re-electing them. Well, it's almost impossible not to re-elect them, though, right? It's, yeah, it's almost impossible it not impossible. to re-elect yes. them. Yes, because once they get... Because of the apathy of the, of the American voter and everything is taken into... Um, uh, everything is just taken 
by the wayside. Nobody takes anything serious. There's apathy that goes on. And then the education of children or the de-education of children about civics and about their responsibilities as a citizen of the United States. And the only time you get them active is on the side of the Democrat socialists. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, this is a coordinated effort that has been taking place and has gone on for the past hundred years. And that's Remember something we have to, to say, understand. The media were never the first tier. No. That's why they used to shine sunlight on the first tier. Right. The media now are a part of the first tier. The first tier was, was very uh, smart. They embraced the media, started paying them sober amounts Wilson. of money, yep. letting them run in the same circles as them. Yep. Yep. And got them on their team. Years and years ago, everybody was attacked by the media, including emperors, kings, and queens, yeah, and everything, right. at the risk of having their head removed. The court jester. Yes. Now, not happening anymore. But what Musk says rings true, not only for corporations, but for the government, okay? They don't, you know, it's always Vanguard, Vanguard, Vanguard that you see coming up. BlackRock, 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 Goldman yep. Sachs, right. you know, uh, and all the other uh, big, huge investment firms. They make money off of money, and they're going to force behaviors. Yeah, force this behavior right here. That's, that's, that's what I have to say, right. force exactly. this behavior. Right. Um, so we all know about the two women in Lululemon uh, that got fired. Yep. For well, mm -hmm. they not only called the police, but they kind of tried to intervene from the shoplifters, and that's against Lululemon's policy. So, if you need better understanding of how the first tier works, okay, people go in there and they buy spandex pants for one hundred and thirty dollars that are made by probably seven-year-old kids in Cambodia right. and land it in the United States. They probably cost a dollar fifty-seven, right? So, this is what he says. He says that we have a zero tolerance policy that we train our educators. They call their employees educators. <laughs> educators. Yeah, this is from one of the dumbest men to walk the earth. But his name is Calvin McDonald, the Lululemon CEO. He goes, we have a zero tolerance policy that we train our educators on around engaging during a theft. He said while defending the company's policy. He goes, after all, it's only merchandise. So it's only merchandise. So why am I paying for it? Right. Why, what, is, what signal is he sending out? So if I'm a stockholder of Lululemon. Right? Think it, about it. It's only merchandise. Yeah. Let them take whatever they want. Right. Do not get in their way. Obviously, that's our, that's our policy. I get that that's your policy. But, and you support the politicians and judges that, that further further uh, push this agenda. But holy shit, what point is it going to get? Pretty soon, what are you going to sell those pants for? You're going to sell them for $600? Nobody's going to pay for them. Right. And then you're going to crumble, Calvin McDonald. Wake up. You're not a socialist. You have to run your business as a capitalist. You're a public company. I guess anyway. he's worried about someone getting involved and intervening and being hurt during some sort of a violent shoplifting Sandy, incident. Sandy, I get it. But for him to come out and say it's yeah. only merchandise. Yeah. Okay? You just can't talk that way. All right? Your people, who was going to want to work there? And right. sometimes you can't help not getting in the way. You know, everybody has fight or flight reflexes, right? Right. You right. work somewhere. You want to feel a sense of, of being, like you're a part of the family there, right? When somebody goes to steal something, you feel like they're stealing it from you. Yeah. 
Because so they times, are. They're taking it from your next pay raise. Correct, correct. So he's just saying, don't give a shit. Right. Just walk around and don't give a shit. So guess what? Everybody should just go on a- Amazon and buy the sensomatic machine that takes the... The, the security the, the tags sec- off. Yeah, exactly, right, yeah. Just make an investment for one of those for a couple of hundred bucks, right? Right. And then go shopping in your favorite stores and pick up whatever the hell you want. If they're not going to call the police, if they're not going to press charges, why are we all paying for stuff? And if you take a look at the rating on that particular machine, it has climbed up in popularity in the past few years. Yeah, yeah. Why, uh, why are we even wasting our time? I just don't get it. Why are right. we wasting our time? Right. It is crazy. Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit. Let's talk some good news now. Okay, what do I got here? Hi, Anthony. I heard you say on one of your shows that you wanted to hear from people with problems getting their carry. I live in Medford. I dropped off permit on 328, got fingerprinted on 411. I emailed the sergeant on 5-1 to check status with no response. I had been told to expect over 90 days for a permit. Unfortunately, I can't say anything to them or fight them because I am a subcontractor for the township and can't take the chance of losing them as a customer. Was just letting you know of another town that isn't following the rules. Thanks for all you do. Uh, I'm going to keep that anonymous. Uh, please keep me posted. So Medford is kind of being shamed either. It's going to take 90 days. Don't reach out. Don't talk to us. Don't do anything. Okay? Because we're the rulers here. And next time you come, bring me cookies. <laughs> Sons of bitches. No, I used to love Bedford. Great little yeah. town. Yeah, there's there's nothing worse than abuse of your power, you little petty people. There, yeah. there really is Absolutely. nothing. Right. All right, I'm gonna this I'm gonna read this one off. This is from M, a New York State resident. Hi Aunt, longtime listener. Thank you. First time emailer. Beautiful. First off, thanks for all you and your staff do for the two A community. Plus, helping out with New York. We do what we can. I send everybody to NYTAC Defense, uh, Peter Tillum. Obviously, he's the expert with New York legal stuff. Obviously, we have our own infrastructure headed by Evan Knappen and ANJRPC and Dan Schmutter, uh, Frank Pisano, um, and a, a few others. Uh, Adam Lusberg. Man, I'm, I'm getting old. Anyway, <laughs> he goes, I frequented your establishment, and it's top-notch. Your website keeps lots of us informed and has helped me countless times trying to figure out the endless web of New Jersey laws. I want to thank everybody, ANGRPC, Brad Hendricks, Phoebe, Matt, everybody for staying on top of the Gun for Hire homepage where you click how to get your CCW. We try to keep everything relevant there. Uh, uh, the email comes to me, but it's, it's it, believe me, it's an army of people that are behind that, and thank you. He goes, I also donated to CNJFO as a New York resident, bravo. I lived in the area for 55 years of my life, 40 of it in Bergen County and the rest in New York. So getting a New Jersey carry was a very big deal. Anyway, I wanted to give you an excerpt of my New Jersey non-resident app status in order to help any New York State people or others wanting to apply for a New Jersey carry permit. We get this a lot. New Yorkers ask us what's going on. Phoebe usually helps them. Uh, So listen up. I am a resident of Orange County, New York, closer to the New Jersey-Bergen County border, and I frequent New Jersey a lot. I applied for my PTC in October of 2022 through the Totowa Barracks. Needless to say, it was early in the process and the laws were still confusing to navigate, but I did the app anyway and jumped to hoops of fire. The process in Totowa is one you need to email the New Jersey State Police in Totowa to get on the wait list to even apply. 
Their email is firearms at njsp.org. firearms at njsp.org. This is for any non-resident who lives closest to Totowa, New Jersey only. Stay upstate New York, possibly. I've had people from Florida who apply to Totowa, by the way. Okay, uh, just so you know. Um, he goes, every trooper barrack has its own rules and procedures, so follow the barracks rules and you should be good to go. So Total will, get, Total will give you a day time to deliver the app and all your paperwork, picks, etc. And we'll go over it with you in person, which I think is nice because some departments take your stuff and then they call you three weeks later and they tell you, you got to come back in, make an appointment. They found an error, was filled out wrong or whatever. I, I, I commend the, the Total barracks and I commend all the police departments that are thoroughly pouring over and reviewing the paperwork. If you if you qualify with us, um, the the notary ladies do that. If you pay to have your stuff notarized and our pictures, uh, even if not, Phoebe and uh, Kylie will sit down and go over all your stuff. And they've seen it all. They've seen stuff rejected for the, the, the weirdest thing. And they have the vibe. You know, they're like, oh, you're from Livingston? They're looking for this, this, and not that. You know, so we get it. But anyway, he gets on and say... Uh, I'm not sure how long the wait is currently to even submit everything, but I had to wait three weeks just for an appointment back in October. Don't forget, Totowa Barracks will handle most of New York State, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Maine, and Vermont, so they are very busy. Uh, and they have maybe two people doing apps. They actually have one person doing apps as of February 23rd. I went in to pick it up in person. So he got it in February, so end of October, November, December, January. So four months, and he, he, he applied in October when it was still confusing. So I would consider that from a 1 to 10, I'm going to give the barracks a 7. I'd like to see them at an 8 or 9, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, the application for non-residents can only be handed in in person and picked up in person. Uh, let's see. So the, they're not set up online for non-residents in New Jersey, but they will be. Uh, they're waiting to see uh, what the judge's rulings are and what the training component's going to be. He goes, so the total of fire trooper was very busy at the time collecting apps and even figuring out the system still. I want to add, M uh, from New York, that they're also giving priority to people that are working like armored car and security companies. They're doing their applications first because those are people that need their carry permit for employment like renewal their application because they have to renew every two years so they, they don't lose their job and their income. And I comm I give the, the New Jersey State Police Barracks in total a 10 for that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that that's very, very important. So he goes, needless to say, it was sort of seamless but not very friendly. My record is clean. The New York and New Jersey mental health checks came back fine. That could have been a delay too for the four months because New York mental health checks are very backed up, Okay. My app was processed fine, and it took me four months to get the carry permit in hand. Carry on. As another guy said last week, the Sussex barracks troopers gave him a handshake when he picked up his. The total of barracks troopers did not do this. Yeah, they used one-way glass and slipped the permit under it, and there is little or no human contact. Paper card not laminated. I am hoping the process is quicker now for people applying through Totowa, and I hope this helped a little. Godspeed to every non-resident who wants to apply and carry legally in New Jersey now. Anybody else who's had updated experience from Totowa, please share it with us or any other state police barracks because we're getting a lot of feedback from towns. I've only gotten feedback from a few uh, police barracks. And these guys are overworked. You know, the, the bosses down in West Trenton, Trenton could kind of give a shit about them. Yeah, right. You know, they're paperwork exactly. pushers. Yeah. Uh, so it, it it's a lot of work. So, again, I'm giving them a 7 out of 10 for processing, and I'm giving them a 10 out of 10 for doing the armored car and this, uh, this, the armed security people first. So 
Uh, <clears throat> listen to this, guys. Uh, we Evan Knappen. How many times has Evan Knappen said banger blow? Oh, yeah. For, can't even count. So we, we all know there's a question on the 4473, even if you have a medicinal or recreational marijuana card and, and it's legal in the state you reside in, federally you cannot be in possession of marijuana. It's a control, controlled dangerous substance and in possession of firearms. So if you have an FID card and a medical marijuana card, you're a felon. If you have an FID card and a medicinal and a recreational marijuana ID card, you're a felon. Sorry to inform you of that. But this came in, this was from National Review, actually, which is usually pretty legitimate. And the Department of Justice under President Joe Biden has begun to target legal gun owners who use marijuana in the many states that have legalized medicinal or recreational marijuana. <laughs> there you go. Okay, there's a case currently pending in the 11th Circuit, okay, uh, challenging the statute and the DOJ's enforcement of it. Former Florida Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Fried sued Attorney General Merrick Garland to overturn the ban in the Sunshine State. So she's trying to get it where people can have a medicinal marijuana card and, and still own their guns because it's uh, it should be, you know, as long as it's it's monitored, you know. And uh, our own spokesperson, Amy Hunter from the NRA, told Reason Magazine that it would be unjust for the federal government to punish or deprive a person of a constitutional right for using a substance that their state government has, as a matter of public policy, legalized. Freed and Company initially lost in district court, but they hope to prevail in front of the 11th Circuit judges, okay? And then there's a second case going on in Oklahoma as well, trying to uh, get this overturned. So please be careful out there. Uh, we also had someone tell us, remember that if you go to a medical medicinal, a recreational medicinal or a medical medicinal dispensary, they record your information. They need your driver's license. They need some kind of ID. And that goes in a database and the government in fact has access to it. Yes, sir. Okay, so please, it's a it's an awful slippery slope, and and be careful out there. Uh, New York again is completely violating people's uh, civil rights. They're abusing uh, stop and frisk. Remember under Bloomberg, that was a big thing. Yeah, and they they traditionally stereotype when they stop and frisk people. You know, they're not stopped. If you want to commit a crime in New York, you want to carry a gun or a knife. Just I guess wear a suit and tie and be clean cut. And you can walk right past the police. Most of the people that are being stopped and frisked tend to be minorities. And uh, it's going on now. It's like quadrupled uh, uh, stop and frisk. 42% uh, increase in stops and, and, and frisking. And of course, some minority groups are getting pissed off about this. But they're saying it's necessary to combat uh, violence, you know. And uh, I'm just, uh, I'm not an advocate of stop and frisk. And one thing you have to be careful of in New Jersey, in New York, remember, if you have an auto assist knife or you have a knife that you can flick open and Ooh, you're yeah. stopped in a stop and frisk, you're going to get locked up. If you're wearing that knife, if you always stick your knife in your pocket and the little, uh, the little clip is sticking out, that is probable cause in the five boroughs to search you. And if that knife can be flicked open, we've covered this ad nauseum in the, in the past, but we have a lot of new listeners. When I have guys come in the range and I see their knife hanging like that, I always say to them, if you ever go to New York, pull it out and just let it fall in your pocket. And invariably, I'll have somebody say, oh, I live in New York. I'm like, you can't carry like that. 
Yeah. If the police officer sees that clip, they're going to ask to see that knife, probable cause. If they take that knife out and they can flick the wrist off, they're going to bust you. If that knife is an illegal knife that you're carrying that way, you're going to get locked up and charged with a felony. So please, please be careful. Listen to what old man Anthony says. So, you know, obviously we're focusing on taking guns from law-abiding citizens. We're focusing on letting criminals out on the street. We're focusing on going after the gun manufacturers, distributors, and retails for, because it's our fault that, you know, criminals are committing crimes with the guns that they buy illegally. Uh, so we need to bear the brunt of that. But there's a huge crime wave, wave that's moving across uh, New Jersey, especially northern New Jersey. We're seeing a lot in West Orange and Essex County area, Sandy, where thieves are breaking right into the house and stealing the key fobs for your car. And many times they're doing it while you're home. Wow. Yeah. Like sleeping. Because a lot of people, they put their key fobs where they can be seen. Like as soon as you walk uh, in the hook door, the door. Yeah. yeah, or it's on a little table, like yep. in the entryway to your house. You know, people, we're, we're talking like West Orange, there's a lot of big houses in that area. Yep. And you could go up to the door at night and look inside and you see the key fob. So you break in and you, leave, you know, take, if you have garages, your car should be in the garage. Um, if you have your key fobs, they shouldn't. Be. It's amazing we have to live this way. I know. But we have to live this way because the people we elect to protect us don't protect us. Right. Okay, because they're because they're defunct in their duties, because they should all be in prison for this. We are bearing the brunt of it. They interviewed an African American guy in uh, in West Orange, and he had his BMW parked in a driveway. They smashed his back door open, ran to the front of the house, grabbed the keys, went out the front door, and pulled away from the car with the car while he was sleeping. Oh. Okay, in the house. By the time he woke up out of that deep sleep, mm. the car was gone. He had cameras that caught the whole thing. It was a dark-skinned person with a dark dark hoodie with a dark mask on in the dark. <laughs> so um, we don't know if the person was Caucasian, African-American, right. Spanish, Samoan, Polynesian, right. Asian, or whatever, because it was just a grainy video, obviously. And, of course, the car on the street that was waiting for him was a stolen Mercedes-Benz that had fictitious temporary plates on it. Of course. They're all using fictitious temporary plates because the license plate readers out there catch regular plates, but dealers have temporary plates. They need to close this loophole, too. But imagine if we locked people up and made them pay for their crimes and, you know, crime actually had consequences. Mm. We might see a reduction in such, such crimes. But no, instead, we have to worry. There is no place for us to go. It just makes us more dependent on the government as they try to take away our God-given right to defend ourselves and our family. It almost looks like it's planned that way. Yep. Right? It al does, does it almost look like it's planned that way to you? It sure does. And it, what's interesting, too, is he uh, culturally and it, it's not it's it's what you've learned to accept. Right. And, uh, you know, talking to some of my new neighbors here in the town, um, you know, they're kind of interested in where you come from and whatnot. Mm. And, uh, you know, you talk about the different crime and things that happen up and why you escaped and that sort of a thing. And they did just kind of laugh and say, that eh, shit don't happen here. Yeah. This <laughs> is just a very matter of fact statement. And it is very true. And it's, uh, you know, it's very, uh, you can tell the people moving into the neighborhood who are from like Chicago and, 
and, and other places in big cities because they have all the ADT signs on their mm. car and they're the only ones and the, and the locals who were born and raised here are like that, that shit don't happen you don't need that shit here <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it you know while we're having this uh, discussion Tony and the crew have 14 people out at Tommy Gun in Pennsylvania doing urban precision rifle right now wow that's pretty good yes how's that cool very cool. Isn't that cool? So what else do we got, Sandy? Well, we got oh my God. pretty much the end of the show is what we got. I'm, I'm still uplifted about the kid from uh, Long oh, Island yeah, and his mom. Oh, yeah, me too. That is wonderful. You know, I, I, I really am. I'm still uplifted. I, I hate all of you a lot less today because of that. Just want you to know. Okay? <laughs> That's a good thing, yeah? Yeah, just so you know. Well, I guess uh, that's I'm it out. then, right? You're I don't, care. I don't yeah. want to talk to anybody anymore. All right. I'm going to go for a dip in the pool and put a shrimp on the bobby. So with that, Slack on the Wall does say it all. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, which he failed to mention. Hey, uh, didn't I mention it? It's available uh, wherever great books are sold and at the gun shop, bookshop, gun range known as Gun for Hire, where Anthony might frequent during the summer from time to time when he's not in Naples, Florida. Yes. So uh, we love you guys. God willing, Jesus tarries in the batteries. Hold out uh, from the beautiful gun. Gulf Shores of the Gulf of Mexico, both from Naples, Florida, and Alabama Gulf Shores. We love you guys. See you again next week. <laughs> <laughs>